Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Yeah, good day, good mood. Yeah. Lots to do today. No. Oh, nice. No, today's going to be a relaxing day. Yeah. It's Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Good deal. It's going to be relaxing. Now, um, we're, it's Monday, and so it's a Monday episode. Yep. And I thought we should probably talk about what happened at your house. Okay. Because Jimmy hosted a community group leader party. Yeah. yeah. Fellowship. Yeah, a, a true fellowship. A true fellowship. And um, it was awesome. Mm. It was really good. Thanks. Appreciate and that. Uh, not only is it like fun, of course, mm-hmm. and all of that, but um, but I wanted to just point out a couple of things. Oh, here we so, go. Number one. Here we go. Jimmy is, uh, he's overseeing our small groups, community groups, uh, that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he's, you know, getting together the community group leaders. Yeah, that's a recent change. Yeah, yeah. That's, a new, that's a new addition to the responsibilities of the FOFO. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so uh, Jimmy's get, just getting us all together, just relax, have some fun, just say, hey, thanks for doing the hard work mm-hmm. of leading these groups. Yep. And uh, it was a great time. The food, man, it was really good. It's how I do. That was really it's good. It's how I do. I mean, the the meatballs were burnt and they're a little dry. All right, there was, you know, a, there was a couple of them. Uh, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> no, no, you're right about that. I'm only saying it because you said that. I know. I was like, oh. Everything was great. Uh, but what were my favorite? You know what my favorite was? Uh, the ribs. The, you wouldn't holy, shut up about the ribs. What the heck, dude? Yeah, man. You yeah, like those them, yeah? were good. Yeah, ribs. yeah. Those are my Ooh, cheater ribs. Those yeah. weren't even my good ribs. Yeah, no, I know. Those you're are my cheater. Your slow cooked, like out uh, there. Uh, mm-hmm. That was Instapot. Yeah, no, they were they were good though. Instapot oh apple cider vinegar had my rub on there, mm, and then finish it off in the oven. I was grateful. Mm. I was grateful. So yeah, and then I, I think I should. I think I should have had more ribs. Well, no, because I think it was fine. Everybody it slowed I, down. Yeah, everyone, got, everyone got to, yeah. Oh, there, was just there were two, two left nice. at the very end. And then you went and swooped up. And I took one. I took the be- the biggest, mm-hmm. fattest one that was left. Mm-hmm. And then there was one. And I uh, I tried to like tell your kid, like, go get that last one, man. You like those ribs, right? Go get that last one. Mm. So, um, yeah, thanks for hosting us. It, yeah, was, it was awesome. A lot of fun. We enjoyed it. Really good time. Jen was the bartender for She did a, a great bit. job. I uh, tried to recreate the whiskey sour that she made me it was more sour no whiskey it was just no, more i don't it, how do you mess up i me- it, you, you, you didn't use whiskey because uh, i know jimmy he's no not, i had whiskey okay but so I had, it was it, whiskey without the sour is what you're saying no 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 i i'm okay with that yeah i do i i, I drink whiskey without I, sour I all know. the time so how do you mess it up i had more sour than whiskey oh so you overdid it overdid it oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, I was like, you know, ah, ah, it's a science and an art. Ah, ah, I was like, Duh. and then I text Joe like an hour and a half after <laughs> well, they left. What was the question? <laughs> Can Jen come make me a whiskey sour? <laughs> <laughs> she was already upstairs and I was uh, I was smoking a cigar. No, nah, man, it was there. great. Enjoyed it. Got to hang out with people. And I think everyone seemed to uh, relax and enjoy themselves. And- yep. Well, the wives of the small group leaders or community group leaders were yep, there. Yep. Um, yeah. It, it was a good time. Tony was able to bring little Zoe. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Her birthday. But um, yeah. And I just, I just thought it was, it was, it's a good thing to just encourage our people to do like uh, it. I mean, not at our church. Cause I mean, that's, this is happening at our church, but at your church, at other churches, at other people's churches, um, 
hopefully you are getting your uh, leaders together at various levels, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's small group leaders or Sunday school teachers or whatever. Um, I'm just encouraged to, uh, to see more of this happen on my end. And uh, yeah, this was good stuff. I'm appreciative of it. Thank you, bro. Thanks for coming out. I'm, uh, I was kind of waiting for you at the last minute to, to say you couldn't make it. Nah, I go to that stuff. You know, I, you know, I, I, just, to, I always go to that stuff. And then I was waiting for the photo. What photo is that? You know the photo. Oh, at from one, the bathroom? Yes. Yeah. At one point, I saw you leave the room, and I'm like, here it comes. It so, never came. All right, so I get a little socially anxious <laughs> at I, parties. I saw, here's the thing, and I know like when you're doing it, because like you have a different walk, Joe. Mm. It's it's more of an old man awkward walk. Yeah. Well, I what I do is is I, I get a little socially awkward, so I'll pull up my phone, mm-hmm. and I'll walk away like I'm like, oh, I got an important text. Well, here. no, 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 no. You shuffle away. Yeah. Like okay, old, shuffle like old, away. You shuffle away like an okay. old man. And uh, I putter, I putter away, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, looking at my phone like, oh, I got to take this, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I go to the bathroom and I hide there for like 20 minutes. Yep. And then and, take photos of I yourself to in Jimmy the bathroom. Like, hey guys, <laughs> I'm hanging out in the bathroom, so I'm not feeling socially awkward. So anyone from Redeemer, if you've seen Joe missing, if you, for, if, if for you can't 20, find me at a party, you know I'm at. He, he's in the washroom taking yeah. photos, sending it to Steve McCoy and I. Yeah. Just saying hi. Just say hi. That's what I do. That's what you do. All so, Joey, what are we on now? Okay, so we are back in the Baptist Catechism. We're looking at question 26. Okay. And we're actually going to look at questions 26, 27, 28, 29. Ooh, well, good thing I got my coffee. I'm because, ready. Uh, because we're, we want to cover that. We've talked about this stuff before. And so um, we want to kind of walk through it briefly, just another recap, and encourage you guys with who Jesus is as it relates as this all relates to the offices that he executes as redeemer. Mm-hmm. So question, uh, this is 26. What offices doth Christ execute as our redeemer? Answer, Christ is our redeemer, executeth the offices of a prophet, of a priest, and of a king, both in a state of humiliation and exaltation. Mm. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because that's, that's probably what's... A, little bit different than what we've covered in the past is that last yeah. part right? that last and yeah i mean oftentimes when we think of christ's offices we really only talk prophet priest and king yeah but we don't i i don't think we we probably inherently we talk about how sure. it's both yeah but we don't explicitly say well hold on here's how it's humili in his humiliation yep. and then here in his exaltation yeah like in it's our prayers thing. and in our, our preaching we hit on it, but we don't specifically mm-hmm. state that uh, for people's understanding. And that's good. I mean, it's good for us. It's good for the people to to make that distinction and to show how it's both. Mm-hmm. Um, because the better you understand th- these um, these truths, the I think the not only is the stronger our faith in a general sense, but we are strengthened in our walking with Jesus through mm-hmm. this world. So, mm-hmm. so why don't we just talk about this um, in general, we'll, we'll, and we'll just kind of go through. What does it what does it mean for Christ to be prophet and then priest and then king? So if we jump down to question twenty seven, right? All right, twenty seven. How seven. doth Christ execute the office of a prophet? The answer is, he executes the office of prophet in revealing to us by his word and spirit the will of God for our salvation. Now this is um, a very specific way of talking about Christ's role as prophet. It's the act of of revelation, right? Because prophets declare, mm-hmm. they they foretell, yep. or they foretell, but they are the mouthpiece of God, and so Christ is revealing to us by His Word and Spirit, um, the, the 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 Word of God being the the revelation of God, mm-hmm. and this happens through 
the special revelation of God, uh, the scripture, but also the spirit, right? Because it is not just a, um, an ineffectual declaring of what the will of God is for our salvation, mm. but it's effectual because the spirit actually does the teaching. And and this 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 prophecy, this revelation, he, he, here it is linked to the will of God for our salvation, which encompasses the whole of our faith. So mm -hmm. it's not, it's it's not just, oh, it's uh, Christ teaches us how to live well. It is the will of God for our salvation, which ultimately does include mm -hmm. living righteously, or. Uh, living well in, yeah. a, in more of a generic sense. And throughout scripture, you kind of see these these offices being played out, right? And I think when we talk about uh, Christ as uh, as prophet, mm -hmm. I think, you know, we often think about Moses. Yes. And yep. as, as the archetype of who Jesus uh, in his prophetic role would encompass, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, even Moses himself talked about in Deuteronomy 18, right? Like uh, uh, God will raise up from among you you know, uh, a prophet like me. Yeah. Right. Like this is there's going to be a, a, a one greater who mm -hmm. will proclaim these things. And so it, it's funny, like when you talk about not funny, but it, there's the link. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. it's coincidental. Right. <laughs> like, interesting. Interesting. As you know, uh, God used Moses as a prophet to bring about his law. Uh, and Jesus then fulfills that law as yep. as God's prophet and brings about the gospel in its fullness. Yeah, and I love this right because this this whole idea of of Christ as prophet being the revelation of God is it's, it's kind of reflected in John one eighteen as well. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side has made Him known. Right. So this the Jesus functioning as a, a prophet. Right. The anti-type of Moses, mm. uh, the better Moses, yeah, right? yeah, if you're yeah, looking yeah. in Hebrews, uh, the better Moses, the, the perfect preacher. And, you know, he was very much like Moses in his uh, in his service, in his faithfulness. I mean, obviously, Moses was not perfect. Yeah, yeah I know. We're not. Yeah. Come on, guys. We're not saying. Yeah, yeah. Just, just chill out. Relax. But, you know, but like Moses, you know, he not only was uh proclaiming the revelation of God, but it was accompanied by miracles, signs, and wonders. Mm -hmm. And that's an interesting thing for us to consider is that, you know, miracles, signs, and wonders were not normative for the people of God throughout the history of redemption. They what? tend to they tend to happen at particular times in certain situations. But it should be or normative seasons. now because we have the Holy Spirit. Well that's what our, our charismatic brothers say and mean. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's what our continuationist brothers say, but don't mean. Uh, because all of my continuationist friends, uh, they all talk a big game about how like all the gifts are operative, but you go to their church and like three gifts are operative. Uh, <laughs> okay, not three, but my point is, is that like you, you're functionally a cessationist church, functionally your cessationist church. Um, ain't nobody performing miracles, signs and wonders. People aren't speaking in tongues, even in most of those churches that are, you know, I was, I was, I mean, uh, that are, that are Tony Dopke called me a, uh, charismatic last night. Ooh, why is that? Because I was like, hey, all right, so it's her, you know, Zoe's birthday. Zoe's birthday, yeah. And so one of the things we do as a CG mm. uh, is it's just our practice that when it's a child's birthday, yeah. we celebrate and then we pray over the child. Right. Like we want to pray for the child. And and so I was like, yeah, man, so, you know, we got the cake or we got a cupcake for your kid. You know, got uh, Princess Tiara, like, you know, birthday princess girl. Yeah. Uh, and so then, you know, we're going to let's pray over her. We lead that. Yeah. He's like, huh, there's your charismatics. I'm like, I'm just, I'm How just is trying that charismatic? to I'm just try to, well, cause I pray over your child. I was like, okay, first of all, is that why he prayed for like five minutes? Because he'd never done it before? 
Is he making up for lost time? <laughs> stop hey, it. Stop. Hey, Tony. He's a great father. Hey, hey Tony, he's you're a great, fa- you're great father. Thank you. Don't, you I don't want you to say those Tighten up that things. prayer. Tighten it up. <laughs> Public setting. <laughs> and I was like, I was, I was sitting there like, I don't, am I really? I don't think this is just no. a charismatic thing. No. I, I was We talk about it all the time. I preach and teach about it all the time that you pray over people. You yeah. pray for people. You pray yeah. with people. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's called right. a charismatic list. All right. Hey, hey Tony, knock it off. <laughs> I love Tony. Love you, Tony. Tony and, uh, and Tony, Diane. And awesome. Like we talked about, where, where my swag at? Continue. Oh, did you ask him where yeah, this I, giant Bible is? I did, say, I did yeah. ask him. Yeah. Maybe if you actually, you know, talk to him every once in a while. Instead of just asking for stuff, you oh, can yeah. you please pray? Can we please pray over your child? That's that's yeah. me asking for stuff. But you, hey you, man, you only bless, did that. You only you. did that because you want the the Bible. <gasps> take it back. I no, can't. no, no. I can't take, take that. It. No, how am you, I going to take it back? It's you, already out there. No, you say sorry. Oh, I am sorry. Thank yeah, you, but I'm not. But I'll say it. So, anyways, Christ's prophet. Um, he's revealing the will of God. I'm not praying over you anymore. For, okay, great. I'm over praying for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I'm removing my anointing. Oh, do I still have the mantle? No, I'm taking that mantle. Gosh. All right. So, um, and just to kind of like it, it button this up in, in my mm. mind, when yeah, we're sorry. thinking about Jesus as prophet, um, he taught, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we know that he was a good teacher. Um, I mean, and everybody uh, affirms this, confirms this throughout the gospels. He taught clearly, uh, prophetically. Mm-hmm. He also foretold the future. He spoke of things that would come uh, to pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was powerful, influential. He was an arresting uh, preacher and teacher because people didn't know what to do. They were either overwhelmed with what he was saying and believed, or they were overwhelmed with what he was saying and wanted to kill him. So Jesus was an amazing mm-hmm. prophet for us. Now, Jimmy, just as, as we've talked about this before, why do we need a prophet? I mean, why do we need Jesus? Why do we need the perfect? We've got prophets. In a sense, you're a prophet. In a sense, I'm a prophet. We prophesy in the reformed mm-hmm, sense of mm-hmm, proclaiming mm-hmm. the truth. Yeah. Why do we need Jesus to be a prophet? Uh, well, one, because he is the perfect prophet, right? Uh, he is infallible and he is all knowing and he is wise and he's got discernment. And uh, I mean, it's 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 as he speaks. I mean, this is this is the word of God being mm-hmm. proclaimed. And so it's it's there for us to uh to know what is the will of God for yeah. us, right? Um, but I think it's also important that that as we talk about uh, Jesus as prophet for us now, right, is that he's the one that we go to. We don't put, I don't put my trust, as much as I admire uh, Joe. And emulate. As much as I admire mm-hmm. Joe and other. And elevate. Uh, <laughs> and other pastors as well. Mm. Um, Jesus is the only one that is, yeah. is my rock. Jesus is yeah. the only one that. His word is secure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I look to him and his word uh, to guide. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really good. And to comfort, right? And yeah. to convict and to encourage. We, we need that. So like we, we, we need a prophet because we need to be guided, corrected, uh, exhorted, mm-hmm. led. Mm-hmm. But we need, like Jimmy's saying, the perfect prophet to do this because um, no salvation deliverance can come from any human let's talk about jesus as priest right okay. question 28 is how does christ execute the office of priest uh christ execute the office of I'm priest. Sorry, what was that? i can never pronounce it executeth christ executeth christ executeth you don't have to do the hard t just executeth executeth <laughs> stop it the Love office it. of priest it is once offering of a himself a sacrifice to satisfying divine judgment mm. and reconcile us to god and in making continual intercession for us. 
Love oh, I love that one. Ooh. That's a good one. Why do we need a priest, Jimmy? Oh, well, because uh, he himself offered up a sacrifice uh, to satisfy the divine justice. So, like, put it put it in terms of like, why would you need a priest? Mm-hmm. Because I cannot stand before God. Uh huh. I cannot yeah. stand before God. Because you are jacked up. I am messed up. You yeah. are messed up. Uh, oh, beyond. Beyond, <laughs> yeah, beyond prayer. Yeah. Uh, and so as as priest, he he offers up the sacrifice, mm. uh, the once for all atoning sacrifice right. that satisfies uh, the wrath of God. Right. Um, a wrath that I deserve justly. Mm. Uh, and yet he himself takes it upon himself um, for our salvation. Yeah. Like uh, like in Hebrews 9.14, how much more will the blood of Christ, this is a comparison in contrast to the offerings of animal sacrifices, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Or Hebrews 9.28, Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Mm. We need a priest uh, to cleanse us of our sins to reconcile us to god and what you're talking about jimmy is those things that he did to do that right uh, yeah. through his death yep. uh, propitiation satisfying uh, divine justice uh reconciliation and making intercession for us we'll come back to that yeah i love that one. um but this this whole idea that that jesus is the high priest who in his priestly service to us not only saves us but he he suits us for mm. service, right? Like, is it suit says, up? Is this a Barney Stinson suit up moment? Barney, who? Never mind. Continue. Is it a sport thing? No, just don't worry about Barney it. Barney Simpson? No, Stinson. But don't worry about Who's it. Who's Barney Stinson? That, don't worry about it. It's from a show. What's very your, popular? Oh goodness. It very is it an pop- office reference. Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. All nope. Right. Cool. Like, I don't no. know I How I Met Your Mother. Oh, that show is super lame. Okay. What? Oh, my goodness. You like bad TV. Uh-uh. I do not. I, I don't mean bad like sinful bad, though. I, maybe. Uh, I just mean like it's, you like. Uh, it's like it, it's essentially Friends rebooted. Okay. So it says in Hebrews 9, 14, that uh, Christ as our priest saves us from the dead works to serve the living God, which I, I love. Mm. Because when I think about Jesus as priest, I tend to think about, okay, I need him to intercede for me. I need him to um, to be a mediator for mm-hmm, me. I need mm-hmm. him to make atonement for me. But I don't always think like, he does all of that so that I can actually serve God. Dead works are different from good works in that they are done in the flesh apart from faith. So you can do all of the right things, right? You can rest on Sunday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, you can worship, you can read your Bible, you can... Uh, show compassion to those who are in trouble. You can do some of those things that scripture might say, and those would be dead works if they're done apart from faith. Good works are works that are done in faith for the glory of God. Mm. And he says it here, it is serving the living God. This for me is huge because I, I know that I am made for something beyond myself Mm. to serve the God who made me. And I can't do it apart from my savior. And I can't do it apart from my savior as priest mm. that's why for me it's just such a it's such an important thing and and you know what i think it's really i want to uh clarify that um and not clarify as if it was wrong but i think yeah. oftentimes we look and we say okay those in ministry right have been right. called to something more this is an important point you know uh but it's not just those that are called in ministry it's those that are called 
in their vocations now. Yeah. In their in their uh the lot in life that they've been given, mm-hmm. the direction that you know, your your employment at the tax firm or your employment at the restaurant mm-hmm. or uh your 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 commitment to stay at home mm-hmm. as as a mother uh raising children like all these things whatever vocation that you are in right now that's the calling that god has given you and that yep. that work can only be done as it can only be credited as good works as done in faith because of the priest that you have before you and this is important for us because to, to say because when we are doing pastoral ministry there are a lot of christians out there who think like oh well that's where you really glorify god yeah that's how you really serve god you got to go to the mission field you got to plant a church you got to be a preacher or something like that well i mean i mean luther had to deal with that right Mm -hmm. luther had to deal with i mean that's why he wrote on you know vocation uh, vocation right is is it's not just about leaving your house and going to the monastery and that somehow makes you the super christian that's super devoted to god Mm -hmm. it's honor god as 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 a shoemaker as the baker like that is your vocation and that's your calling and that's the that's where god has placed you do it to the glory of god and your your calling whatever your vocation is right that's your calling and maybe it's just for a short period of time but in your calling in life and in your lot like jimmy said you are called to that as you are called to christ Mm. you don't you don't make that distinction and I think I think most new Christians that are converted later in life wrestle with this, right? So, okay, so I want to want to glorify the Lord. I want to serve the Lord. I better become a pastor. Yeah. Or well, I yeah, become yeah. A missionary. yeah. You kind of feel that, like in in youth ministry, right? Like mm-hmm. when you uh, uh, either junior, junior, or senior high. I, I see a lot of people that a lot of guys that uh, come to the Lord. They're like, oh, well, obviously, then I must become a youth pastor. That's yeah. the best. How, what am, what, what am I going to do? Like build engines? How does that glorify Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go share the gospel that's been shared with me. Yeah. And I want to do that for, you know, I, I want to be used by God to do that. And if I'm the only way to be used by God is to do that. Let me recommend a book. I'm going to recommend a book for people to read. All right, go. Ordinary by Mikey Horton. Ooh. Pick that up. So we, we've talked about this before. We know that Christ is our priest who mm-hmm. intercedes for us. Why don't you want to touch on that, Jimmy, briefly? Yeah, yeah. Um, just that he's interceding on our behalf right now. Uh, Hebrews talks a lot about that, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's standing at the at the right hand of the Father, interceding on on our behalf. So even as we don't know how to pray, and we, you know, Scripture talks about the the Spirit mm-hmm. interceding for us. But uh, in our situation now, uh, the Lord is interceding for you, yeah. right? And I, that to me is it's continually interceding for you uh, mm-hmm. because we continually need His intercession, yeah, right. Because we are, as you talked about at the beginning there, jacked up. It's like, especially, in, it, this is really valuable all the time, but especially when you're weak, when your faith mm-hmm. is small, when mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, I don't feel like praying. I don't, I don't I just, my prayers are lame or whatever it is. And you, you're feeling like I'm not getting anything out of worship. In your weakness, you have an advocate with the Father. Yeah. Jesus is interceding for you now in your weakness. So you, you have the Father's ear. He's still yeah. with you. He loves you. And you can even like if you feel like I've been away for a while, you can immediately draw near without him rolling his eyes at you. Mm. Being like, yeah, where you been, fool? <laughs> like I would do it to Jimmy or Jimmy would do it to me. Mostly joking. Uh, Mostly. He, he just, yeah, he just receives us. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I, you, your advocate, your intercessor, mm-hmm. your priest. Has Does not there. abandon you. No. Okay. But he's also king. He executes the office of king. Let's and he see. does so. Uh, how does he do it? Uh, Christ 
executeth the, <laughs> uh, the office of a king in subduing us to himself, mm. in ruling yep. and defending us, That's right. and in restraining and conquering all his and our enemies. <sighs> Love that. Subduing us to himself. Mm -hmm. Secondly, in ruling. Third, in defending. And fourth, restraining and conquering all his and our enemies. Love it. So we need a king because we need protection, yeah. deliverance, yeah. and provision. Now, we've, we know that we need to be subdued because we are stiff-necked, willful people, right? So the grace of God in Christ as our king, he conquers our hearts. Like mm. he actually um, draws us uh, to himself. And um, like that's encouraging. And like my conversion, I felt like <laughs> I didn't feel like, uh, I honestly never felt like, I, you know what? One day I just decided to follow Jesus. Uh, I really felt and experienced what we see here. Yeah. That no, God conquered my heart, my hard heart. He changed it. He replaced it. And that's how he subdued me to himself. Mm. And what did he use? Like, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. What were the means by that? Because I think, um, Often we kind of we read, mm -hmm. you know, Silas, you know, mm -hmm. we read, yeah. uh, uh, you know, hey, here he is like he's ready to go and, and or sorry, Paul, like we're he's ready to go and he's going to go persecute all these Christians. Yeah. And he has this this, you know, uh, experience on the road to Damascus. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just this like, boom, uh, in a moment. And yet for us, at least for me, I should say, um, I mean, he used the word. He used yep. the he used the word of God, the people of God, yep. and, and it was the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Just really, as you talked about, uh, changing my heart. And I think that, like, there's I guess there's um, if I can if I can remember if I can organize my thoughts in my right, head right ahead. now. Go. On, on the one hand, we look at Paul's experience or many of the other conversions that we see in scripture and we see how dramatic it is. Mm -hmm. and then we look at our life and we go like, well, mine wasn't dramatic. I didn't like mm -hmm. go blind. I didn't see Jesus. It wasn't knocked off my motorcycle or my yeah. horse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you kind of were. I mean, even even if it, I mean, because the same basic thing still happened. Like Jesus invaded your life yeah. and changed your heart and your mind. Mm. He, he said, you are mine. It's like when God came to Abram, Abram was just chilling as a pagan. And God's like, hey, uh, I'm the Lord. And you are mine. Yeah. Let's go. Leave this country. Yeah. I mean, it's leave like, your father. Same thing happened to you. And the, the, the way that God uses it, like you, Jimmy said, you, you said uh, the word of God and the people of God. I love that expression because it can just happen through the word of God. Um, and it has to involve the word of God. But the vast majority of time for most people, it's a relationship that's been established yeah. that God uses. And in fact, I was at, you know what I was at? I was at Promise Keepers. Oh. Back oh. in the dizzy day. Yeah. So what was it? When the well, I was 90s? there. 90s? Yeah, it would be the 90s. 1890s. So you guys were. <laughs> so I went to Promise Keepers, not because I wanted to go, but because my pastor was going and he asked me to go. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. I wasn't really, it wasn't really my, my thing. Did you hide out in the bathroom there as well? Uh, no, no. I was uh, it was Soldier Stadium, filled, packed. Ooh. So, uh, so yeah, it was interesting. Um, you know, and at the time, I was probably the angry guy going like, Jesus is the promise keeper. You know, <laughs> you dummies. I was probably a little hostile. But uh, one of the evangelists there said, uh, I want you to um, stand up right now. If you were brought to Christ, if you were converted, through an event like this 
or a call to believe at a, at a church service, something like that. And maybe a quarter of the people stood up. He said, all right, sit down. How many of you came to faith in Jesus because someone shared the gospel with you and you had in the context mm. of it and everybody else stood up and mm. it really had, like that was the best thing that happened. I was yeah. like, holy smokes. Yeah. That's what happened to me. Mm. I, I love that. All right, so Jesus is <clears throat> Jesus executes this office as a king and he does so uh, in defending us and restraining and conquering all of his and our enemies, which is what the whole book of Revelation is about. Oh, yeah. We're going through that. We're yeah. in the thick of that. Tune in. Jimmy and I are preaching through Revelation at Redeemer. So uh, go to RedeemerFellowship.org to check that out. But, Jimmy, let's hit this last thing. All right. Right. This last thing that um, that it was in his humiliation and in his exaltation. So. When we're talking about Christ's humiliation, this is question 30 in the Baptist Catechism. Oh, I'm going to jump to that. Hold on. Um, it says that Christ's humiliation, because he executes these offices in his humiliation and his exaltation. Christ's humiliation consisted in his being born mm -hmm. and that in a low condition, made under law, undergoing the miseries of this life, the wrath of God, the cursed death of the cross, and being buried and continuing under the power of death for a time. So in his humiliation which is his becoming fully human and experiencing all of these, all these things for us, we need to go, if, so if we're going to talk about Christ as prophet, priest, and king, we first need to understand how he did these things in his earthly ministry, right? Mm. He did all of this preaching, uh, interceding, mm -hmm. and conquering in his earthly ministry. Yeah. That's in his humiliation. But we don't just look back to that. We don't just look, okay, he did, he was prophet, priest, and king. He is prophet, priest, and king. And that brings us to his exaltation, right? That he is these things now for us now, um, it, which is question 31, wherein consists. So I just change it to consists. You don't have to say consistent. Oh, okay. 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 Christ's exaltation consists consist consist. yeah. in his rise again from the dead on the third day mm. in ascending up into heaven. In si sitting at the right hand of God the Father, that's right, and in coming to judge the world at the last day, is he is our prophet, priest, and king now in his exaltation. All right, so I got a question for you. Okay, here we go. All right, he rose from the dead mm -hmm. on the third day. Mm -hmm. He ascended into heaven, mm -hmm. sitting at the right hand of God. Mm -hmm. What's that called? Say it again. Sitting at the right hand of God. There's a word for that. I'm I'm using air quotes right now. It's called. Oh, hold on, hold on. His Hold on, hold on, hold on. Shh, shh, shh. He's I, not looking it up. He's not Googling. No, he's, I'm not Googling. It's there. It's there. Yeah, it's right there on the tip of your brain. It's not, it's not. Oh, oh. In my head, because we've been in Revelation, mm -hmm. I'm like, Perusa. Oh, per Perusa. Yeah, that's yeah. his return. That's his return. That's not the one. His, <laughs> I mean, sitting. Yeah. Sitting. sitting. Yeah, his sitting. Session. It's yeah, a session. session. I knew it. Yeah. I didn't need any help. <laughs> 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 it's funny because uh, I know I'm dialed into that because I recently preached on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is our savior, and this is like in uh, for those of you who are all access members, we, we're doing our devotions five days a week, uh, little five minute devotions that you get mm -hmm. as an all access member through Colossians. And one of the things that Colossians does over and over again is that it is essentially redefining who Jesus is for us. Not that it's redefining it from anything in Scripture; it's clarifying what is been true of Jesus all the way through, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's redefining for me. It's redefining for us because we need to be reminded who our savior really is. Yeah. And we need to be told again and again, he is your savior. He is 
prophet, priest, and king. He is your hope now. And uh, because of all that he has done and all that he is doing, we have peace and confidence and even boldness in this life. That, for me, this is something that I, I need to, to read mm. again and again because I tend to focus so much on what he did that I'm not always dialed into what he's doing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. That'll preach. Okay. That, so that'll preach. I think that uh, the idea of Jesus being prophet, priest, and king, very important. We yeah. probably should be spending more time on this as 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 Christians in, in our churches, hopefully. Hey, if your pastor hasn't preached on this, ask him, hey, would you preach on this sometime? Mm -hmm. I like it when people ask me to preach on stuff. It frequently turns into a series. Mm -hmm. I'm never like, now somebody said, hey, man. Can you talk about Judah and Tamar and yeah. the uh, the foreskin yeah. being, and touching the foot? Oh, you know what? Can foreskin? You, can, yeah. Circumcision? This week on uh, All Access Weekday Wisdom. Oh, yep, Colossians. Okay, well, we're talking about. Right, well, I'll, so I'll, there you go. All right, I'll listen. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna so tune in. I'll, I'll tune and in. It's gonna be right there. I'm not going back to Judah and Tamar though. Why? Why not? No. The divine favor it's like of foreskin. It's like NC17. Can't be right, doing that. All right, all right. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy, if people want to plug in and and mm -hmm. share with us what what they're reading, if they want to. Uh, if, if they want to check out All Access, where do they go? What do they do? Yeah. for So checking out All Access, you want to head on over to DoctorDevotion.com slash All Access. We all do access. have, can, we, can I talk about, can I mention it? Just that there's going to be a giveaway just for All Access members. Yeah, that's right. That's this week. Yep. So jump in on that if you want to get in on some great. Uh, uh, more books. More books. Yeah. More, not more. the same ones we just gave. Oh, wait, did we announce the winner? No, we haven't we announced We didn't announce the winner. The winner. We got to do that now. All right. Oh, I totally forgot. Oh, are you I'm ready sorry. to announce yeah, that winner? Yeah, I got it right here. Hang on. Here we go. Here gotta, we go. It's on my phone. Oh, man. I just chose Hold it. it up. Right, hang on. Okay. Give me a second here. Mm. Here. But while he's doing that, oh, yeah. go ahead. you can follow us online on Instagram at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast and hit up the store, JoFoStore.com and grab some gear. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content, and I'm ready to hear about this winner, Here's Joey. Here's the winner. You guys waited for the whole episode. At the very end, the winner is Courtney Minsky. Courtney Minsky. Courtney Minsky. We will be reaching out to you to let you know uh, today so that you get all this info. Now I was all excited, like, hey, a girl won. Yay. But then she uh, explained that it's for her husband. Well, that you are you a are very- An excellent woman. A, a, yes. Excellent yeah. wife. So good, good for you better for her husband. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Later.